0: Hi, it's Sally Wagner. Welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. And I'm very pleased to introduce our guest today, Mr. J. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Sally. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate that you're making time to be with us. I'm going to read your bio and then we'll talk. How about that?
1: That was your plan.
0: Fabulous. Mr. J is a betrayal trauma practitioner and intrapersonal relationship coach. He holds a master's degree in education, is ministry credentialed, a certified special education teacher, and author of a children's book, I Am Loved Right Where I Am, a veteran of the United States military, an inspirational public speaker, adoptive parent, and much more. But his childhood was anything but success. After years of drugs, alcohol, and years in special ed, Mr. J quit school in sixth grade, ultimately living on the streets, falling victim to abuse after abuse. After the second gun to his temple, Mr. J vowed to fix himself so he could help fix others. Determined, Mr. J put himself through school researching self-help books, therapy, psychology, and spirituality. Mr. J learned and stands by his motto, The relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for all other relationships around you. And says, relationships can break you, but even broken crayons can create beautiful masterpieces. I absolutely love that story and the quotes. Thank you again so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Yeah, the relationship we have with ourselves sets the tone and standard for relationships around us because, you know, I I tell people all the time, the, the people that break our boundaries the most is ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know where you want to take this conversation, but if you don't mind, I want to tell you something quickly. I was just on a coaching call not too long ago and this lady, you know, she's in the dating pool and she said, why did this guy at the end of the night, uh, you know, it wasn't like a rape situation, but he forced himself to kiss her constantly. And so, but during the conversation, I found out that she, when she talks to guys to, to bring them to dinner, she often meets them at the restaurant. She has a rule, a boundary that no guys are ever to pick her up at her house. She, you know, she, they have to um, meet her at the restaurant. Well, come to find out, she said, well, this guy was traveling so far and I just felt so bad. I just said, you know what, just, you can meet me at my house and take me out. And I said, okay, well, you, you, you blurred your own boundary and we teach people how to treat us. So yeah if you're not going to respect your own boundary, you can't expect others to respect your boundaries. Yeah.
0: I, I think and I love that. I, I say that a lot. Uh, we do teach people how to treat us and and most importantly, we teach ourselves how to treat ourselves. Absolutely. Because you're right. It starts with how we treat ourselves. Wow. what, what yeah, I mean that's a, a real life example of how it works, right?
1: Absolutely. And so, um, you know, and then it starts the vicious cycle of, you know, why didn't I, you know, self-blame, self-criticism, yeah. that negative self-dialogue. Why didn't I stick to my boundaries? Why am I this weak? Yeah. Why this, This yeah. you know, it goes on to that long story.
0: Yeah. And then you're right. We get into that vicious cycle of blaming ourselves, feeling guilty, feeling shame, feeling all of those things that just drag us down even more into the that swamp of low energy low frequency
1: emotion yeah and i'll and you know i'll tell you something i understand that holding to boundaries sometimes is a little uncomfortable i get that but you know you have to be uncomfortable sometimes to be comfortable i'm i'm sure she would have much rather now looking back made the uncomfortable decision to say no we're still gonna make you know because because now she's she was dealt with the uncomfortable position that she was in um, not to say that it was her fault by any means, you no. know, what happened whatsoever, but she, she, you know, she did teach somebody, Hey, listen, my, my boundaries are negotiable.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I guess this is a question and a statement. Uh, uh the statement is, uh, and then I would like your response to it. I, I think that all stems from our feelings of worthiness or lack of worthiness. And, um, I think ultimately when we blur those boundaries, it's because of that.
1: Absolutely, you know, and and this is why I always say, the best gift you can give yourself and everybody around you is to continually get to know who you are because we're ever changing people. I mean, you know, I I often say we're not human beings, we're human evolvements. You're not the same person today that you were five years ago. You're not gonna be the same person five years from now than you are today. It would be nice if you got to know who you were so you could offer that gift to other people. You know, I'm a wedding officiant and so many times I'm in front of two young couples that are exchanging I do's and they have no clue who the I am is.
0: Yeah. So,
1: you know, it's really a gift to give yourself and others to get to know who you are. In this day in social media, everybody's so caught up in trying to impress the Joneses. They don't spend time getting to know who they are.
0: Yeah. And I think, it, you know, society certainly it, it feeds that facade, you know, you, you want to have that successful facade, whatever that means, right? Uh, be a certain way, look a certain way, wear certain clothes, etc. cetera. And yet we don't address the, what really is happening on the inside.
1: Yeah, you got to ask yourself, what's important? Do I have, you know, external validation? Is, is that my success? Or knowing who I am, is that more successful?
0: Yeah. yeah yeah as as you were saying those things i had a quote from dr seuss uh, i'm not going to say it correctly but it the <laughs> gist is there's no one alive who is youer than you yeah. and that's the challenge right to figure out who you are and then be you right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean what is there 7 billion people on the face of the earth there's only one you Yeah, you know, and I tell you know when I go around to like schools, uh, I I I end some of my speeches depending on where I am and what grade. I I say, you know, guys, and it's very true. I believe every word of this. You are a gift. Everybody is a gift. The day you come into this world is a present. You just have to un un unwrap that gift and show the world who you are. Because everybody has gifts to give. Find out who you are. Discover who you are, and give the world that gift. So we're all, you know, we, everybody's taken. You got to be your own self.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, and yet I think the, the tragedy is that so many people try to be somebody else. They see somebody else who's successful or, or who uh, is doing something that they want. And so they try to copy and it's, it is just a copy. It's not the original, right?
1: And nine times out of 10, the person that they're copying copied somebody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, <laughs> what are what are some techniques that you could uh, share to help people discover that, or at least begin that self discovery?
1: <clears throat> there's there's so many things, um, you know, uh, f- from f- even from a standard uh, um, perspective. Um, getting to know your love language, you know, there's, there's the five love languages, right. there's physical touch, and there's acts of service and there's, you know, kindness and whatever. And if people don't know their love language, you can, it's an easy Google search, get to know your attachment style. I, do you have a secure attachment? Are you anxious? Are you avoiding? Are you fearful? Because this is how you're going to see the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sally, even people that are left-handed versus right-handed, they view the world differently. Mm-hmm. Um, where on the hierarchy are you um, from? Your siblings? Are you a middle child, an older child, a younger child? Because you're going to have a different worldview um, from that perspective. Um, so, you know what what are your likes? You know uh, what are your likes? Not because they were your parents' likes. What are your likes? You know do you do you line more with the with the rationales of the you know Republican Party or the Democrat Party? Not because your your parents did. What makes sense to you in your system? Now, this doesn't mean that you absolutely don't have to be um, negative to anybody around you, disrespectful to anybody around you, aggressive to any because if, if anything, we should be loving and kind and absolutely giving and forgiving and generous, but still stand true to who we are. But we yeah. can't do that unless we know who we are. Exactly. So, you know, do you like long walks on the beach or does yeah. sand turn you off, yeah. you know? Yeah. And obviously when we get into relationships, you know, there is a lot of negotiation and compromise. There's no doubt, but there's a dance. You got to hold on to yourself while you're holding a space for your partner. And your partner has to hold on to who they are while they're holding a space for you. It's a dance of compromise and negotiation, but you never lose yourself in the process because, God forbid, anything happened with that person. You're lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that is truly what happens to a lot of people. You know, they they lose a partner uh, through death or divorce or separation or what you know whatever life brings. Yeah. They they lose a job, they lose a whatever, and suddenly they don't know who they are anymore because they didn't know who they were before.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the person you're with, um, the person you're with can can be anything, but they can't be your everything. Yeah. Um, You know, they can be your number one, but they can't be your only one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And and I think, uh, again, that's a tragedy for a lot of people that they invest everything in that one person, that one job, that one role in life, you know, Uh, and we're so much more than that. Yeah. Um,
1: I tell good. people all the time, you know, listen, I, I equate us all to like little birds. It's wonderful when we get married, when we're in a long time relationship, when we like someone, they should be our sturdy branch. We we should land on them and feel safe and feel comfortable and feel supportive and 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 feel like they got us and they know us, but don't ever give up the power of your wings. Because if right. that branch gives out, you got to keep yourself afloat.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and that really involves a lot of questioning. And you hit on a couple of these, you know, why is something important to us? Is it because somebody told us, you know, do I like this because my family liked it? Or is it because it's important to me? Uh, And those are such important questions. Uh, You know, I I recall, I, I won't belabor it, but a conversation with somebody and she was considering a new car. Um, and she was like, no, I'm, I'm not sure I really want a new car. I, you know, I like my car. I don't really look forward to new payments. And, and she was sharing that story with a colleague and the person was like, of course you want that new BMW cause you're worth it. And, and the, the person I was talking to said, I know I'm worth it, but I don't, I just don't want it, you know? So it was like, it was more important to the other person than it was to her. And so those are the kinds of questions we should ask ourselves. Why am I doing this? Is it really my opinion? Is it really because it's me? Or is it something that I got told? Yeah, from else? Which
1: is why it's so important to be to stand firm in who we are, yeah. because so many people, unfortunately, they're like a leaf in the ocean. The wind blows east, the the leaf turns. The wind blows west, and, you know, they go west. Right. You know, especially in this day and age, Sally, where we are pulled very thin in every direction. I mean, I get up in the morning, and my boss wants more out of me. When yeah. I come home at night, my spouse wants more out of me. Yeah. Um, before I go to every second of the day, my kids want yeah. more out of me. On yeah. Sunday, my pastor wants more out of me. So it's like I am stretched so thin. If you volunteer, they want more out of you. It's very easy to get lost in it who is. you are. Yeah. So this is why I say in every area, self-care is, um, is not vanity. It's sanity. You got to take some some time out for yourself, even if that means once in a while at the expense of something else. There's times, I mean, I am a very devoted family man, but there's times where I tell my kids, Papa's going to go spend 10 minutes in my room. I don't care if it's I got to yeah. meditate, pray, yeah. journal, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. watch something funny. Uh, I just need me time because then, because I always say, you know, whatever, everything in your cup, is yours whatever is overflowing out of your cup is for everyone else you can't pour from an empty cup yeah so you're not doing anybody a service if you don't fill your cup the titanic didn't save anybody when it got filled right. with water yeah so we can be yeah. as strong and, and sturdy as, as the titanic but if we let all this trauma and drama from the outside get into us like the titanic did we're gonna flounder
0: yeah and and it, you make an excellent point you know the overflow belongs to others Uh, So we want to be careful what we fill it with, uh, because that's going to determine what overflows,
1: right? 100%, which is why I say we teach people all the time how to treat us, you know, and the relationship we have with ourselves sets the tone and standard, you know, for Mm -hmm. all others um and 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 this includes unfortunately family um you know i i i i am extremely pro-family extremely i would love it if we lived in a world where all siblings got along and all parents and children got along and all cousins i would love that world but that's just not the world we live in so you know so many times and i know this is a tough subject because we just uh celebrated mother's day but if your mother is abusive or toxic or she blurs lines all the time, she doesn't respect your boundaries, you have the right, not only the right, the obligation to love her from a distance
0: yeah. or
1: anybody for that matter. Keep in
0: mind, blood may be thicker than
1: water, but water doesn't stain.
0: Right. <laughs> Good point. And, and that's so true. You know, Many times we stay in those kinds of relationships because we think we should, uh, we've been told we should, you know, and...
1: And they're not good for any of us. No, no. And it's our responsibility uh, to guard our mind, body, and soul, you know? And I just, you know, just to make sure anybody listening, I'm not saying cut ties with any family members. I'm just saying oftentimes you have to modify sure. your relationship with them. So yeah. whatever that means for, you know, for the, for the listener, yeah. you don't have to, you know, necessarily cut them out of your life, but sometimes you have to modify and put up some boundaries.
0: Absolutely. And then, you know, as, as parents, you also think about, well, what, how is this relationship going to impact my kids, you know, and, and generations beyond them, because it does impact, right? We're all influenced by that long line of ancestors behind us. Yeah. Uh, and if, if we're not the ones at this fulcrum of time to make the healthy changes, then we're just perpetuating whatever happened.
1: Yeah. And, you know, speaking from a parent's perspective, and I do have um, children, uh, your your number one obligation as a parent is to keep your child safe. Yeah. And so if that means that you need to teach them correct boundaries, that is your job as a parent to teach them correct boundaries, even if that means making tough decisions. And oftentimes when it comes to our extended family, those are some pretty tough decisions.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, it's very true. And it goes back to uh, self-knowledge, you know, strength in who I am. If I'm not clear on who I am, then I'm going to have a really hard time doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in, like I said, in this day and age with social media, everybody wants to keep up with the Joneses or, you know, I want my eyebrows like Kim Kardashian or whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying yeah. I've heard, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> what have you. And nine times out of 10, they're, they're, you know, emulating somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think, um, especially, I, you know, I'm glad we're getting out of COVID, but COVID that kept everybody home for so long, we became so isolated that, that social media has really been such a go-to. Um, uh, the last study that I read, the average teen spends nine hours a day on social media. That's more than a third of your day. Wow. Um, on on social media, disconnecting from those around you. And the problem with a lot of teens, and I don't want to offend anybody, I don't want to paint a broad brush. um, Adults can look at social media and say, yeah, yeah, that's not how you eat dinner every day. Uh, Spare me. Or yeah, yeah, that's not how clean your house is every day. Spare me. But a teen, they look at things and all of a sudden it goes directly to the heart of who they are. Oh my God, I got to get this product to get rid of my zits so I can meet the person right. of my dreams or i gotta lose this amount of weight or i gotta do that it's like th- that goes right to them and they personalize things i mean even adults can personalize things don't get me wrong but there's just a little bit more of you know perspective and maturity and context mm-hmm. there so teen i think social media it, it is wonderful if you let it work for you but if not it'll definitely work the teen and th- yeah. this is why uh, in my opinion uh, depression, one of the big reasons depression has skyrocketed during COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly we, we see those statistics played out in recent reports, you know, about um, sadly, uh, drug abuse, drug overdoses, deaths. Absolutely, suicides, suicide. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. Um, so as I was uh, introducing you and reading your bio, wow, what an amazing story you have personally.
1: Well, you know something, um, I'll tell you what, uh, some of the best wisdom is born from pain. Yeah. So, um, I don't like the disruptions of my life, but I love the destination. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's true for a a lot of us who've experienced traumas in various ways. Uh, and when we glean the wisdom and the learnings from it it, it's such a powerful force in our lives
1: if you do the work and heal from it because um you know as a as a as a trauma practitioner there are people i talk to that sally are 20 and 30 years out of yeah. their abuse, out of their dysfunction, out of their trauma, out of their betrayal. And they're still holding on to it like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, so if you, you know, if you do the work, uh, you, you know, certainly those tears can transform. Yeah. That pain can certainly become your passion. Um, but, but it's like a kink in your body. If you don't need that kink out and and get rid of it, it's, it's just going to come out in other areas. So, I mean, if you do the work, absolutely. You can go from, you know, grief to growth.
0: Yeah. And, and that is key. You have to do the work. You can't just wait for time to pass because clearly time doesn't heal, right? It's how we use that time that either heals or doesn't heal. And, And I, I work with people uh, on trauma as well, you know, with uh, trauma aware modalities. And I think there are a lot of coaches out there who don't have that awareness that you have, that I have, and they can do a lot of harm for people because if you miss how trauma presents, then there may be a tendency for the coach to blame the client.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's treatment. I, I, I have a couple uh, clients right now um, that came to me because of treatment trauma. And, you know, one of the things that I just want to say this too, uh, hopefully I'm not digressing. I want to say as a, as a spiritual man, I am very, very pro whatever spirituality you, you know, anybody goes into, but I, I also, warn people, be very careful going to your religious leaders with trauma, because without question, they're well-intended. But if you go see, see somebody who's not trauma-informed, it can do you a lot more harm than yeah. good. So absolutely, without question. um I, Listen, do I respect every pastor, preacher, father out there? 100%. Do I respect every... um well, not the ones that blur lines and things like that. I don't don't, but don't get me wrong. But um, do I respect counselors and therapists and psycho? Absolutely. But but if you have trauma, you gotta go to somebody who's trauma informed.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's it's very different. It 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 presents differently. It, you know people respond uh, react differently to even, certain even on, on a fundamental level.
1: Even yeah. on a fundamental level, like you know. Uh, if you're talking to, let's just say I'm talking to, you know, somebody who had a miscarriage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can nod my head, you know, and, and I can understand and sympathize and maybe shed a tear or two and, you know, all this other stuff. But if that person's talking to somebody else who had a miscarriage, that yeah. conversation's on a completely different energy level. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that that somebody should have endured trauma to be a good coach or a practitioner. I, I will never say that. But right. I will say there's no substitute for experience.
0: Yeah. absolutely. Um, it, and I think it's important to understand that when people uh, still have unresolved trauma, they're really uh, not able to look forward. they're They're trapped in the past and and everything is seen through the rear view mirror, right? Um, and so, you know, we wonder why, oh, you're, you're not able to uh, be successful in your business or your career or your relationship or whatever. It affects in so many different ways, right? Uh, and that's why, because how can you have forward-looking goals when you're constantly living backward? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was just actually given a, a class, and uh, I, I titled the class, Do You Drive Looking in Your Rear view Window?, <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the the purpose of our rear view mirror is to A, see what we passed, what's behind us. B, yeah. make sure what's behind us is not going to catch up and, you know, uh, hit into us or whatever. So what's in what's in front of us is far more important than what's behind us. Not to mention the windshield is 100 times bigger <laughs> for a reason than your right. rear view mirror. But understandably, we all get into what's called trauma drive and it's what drives us is our trauma. I mean, you know, you know this, like after trauma, people now live their life in a constant state of hypervigilance. Yes. You look at things differently, you question things differently, and I'm not saying all that is bad, but you do have to learn how to tame and temper it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't get a grasp and, and know how to use the tools and tips and techniques um to to, for, to be on top of it, your trauma will be on top of you and use you as you so you gotta be proactive. It does take a lot of work. Um, and, and I'll repeat what I said before, trauma work is not easy, it's not fun, but sometimes you gotta get uncomfortable so you can live comfortably.
0: Yes, that, that's so true. Uh, and it, I think there's a lot in mainstream society that tells us not to do that. You know, um, I I recall uh, my, my first husband passed away 18 years ago this year and, uh, in the aftermath of that people were all so well-meaning they thought and yet they said some very hurtful things like you know oh you're still sad well well yeah it's two weeks later and i'm still sad yeah sorry <laughs> or uh oh wow you're so lucky your husband died uh, my husband left me uh, at least you know your husband's never coming back and I'm like how is that helpful you know and and so people are are giving comfort, they think, but they're comforting out of their own trauma. And so it's it's not helpful.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just have to um, uh, um, try to meet people where they are and yeah. just look at their intention. People yeah. say the most ridiculous things, But if you can tell yourself they didn't have bad intention, that helps a lot. I mean, Marie Osmond, I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Osmond. She was a part of it. When she lost, I think it was her seventh or eighth child. uh, Mm. She she has like seven or eight children. One of them, she lost to suicide. I recall. Yeah. And one of the things she said was, you know, people would come up to her and say, well, at least you have six other kids. And yeah. she said, I understand that was their way of trying to get me to focus on something positive, but, but yeah. that wasn't really helpful. So that, you know, that, that's
0: the thing is, is
1: you have to look at sometimes people's intentions rather than their yeah. behavior.
0: Yeah, I know. And yet <laughs> it's,
1: it's hard, right? Of course it is. Yeah. Hard. yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is why I say you can't, you can't control or change anyone outside you. You can only, yeah. you know, control and change inside. So, um, you know, I just lost a dad a few months ago. And when people came to the funeral, um, a lot of them had some f- tremendous wise wisdom and other people were like, well, well, you had them for, you know, a good 40 years. So yeah. it's like, okay. Well, so, so you have yeah. to, again, say, okay, I understand what your intention is, you know, right. and, and it's all, you know, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a, And, and then,
1: sometimes people just don't know what to say, and I understand I know. that.
0: It's, it's a very awkward time, and you're yeah. right. We don't know what to say. We don't feel comfortable with it, so we're not comfortable saying anything. And, you know, sometimes all you want is somebody to just go, yeah, this really sucks. And yeah, and, and then other times you don't want somebody to say anything at all. Yeah.
1: You just want them to hold your hand, look at you in the eye, yeah. and, and, and let let their soul say, I get it, or I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just sit there in the darkness with you. Yeah,
1: some of the best conversations sometimes are had in silence.
0: Yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple more questions. Uh, the first question is so, in my coaching, I use an acronym MSG, it stands for Mindset, Skill Set, Get Off Your Asset. And it, it encapsulates a lot of very important principles. As you look at your life and your career, is there an overarching principle that you would point to that you believe has contributed to your success?
1: Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you something, Sally. Like I was saying before, there's no substitute for experience. And I think if you look at like a lot of studies, if you look at a lot of studies, sometimes studies take five, 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then out of that study comes a good result. And we don't learn from the study. We learn from the results of the study.
0: Yeah.
1: So what I wanna do is I wanna take all of the suffering, all of the lessons of the suffering that I gave myself and help prevent other people from giving themselves the same suffering they give themselves after the pain that others gave them. Because people give us pain, but we give ourselves suffering. Yes, And if I can help somebody prevent themselves from that long, unnecessary journey of suffering, that's what I want to use. And, and I think that's why I'm relatively successful, because I can't tell you how many times I'm talking to a, a client and they'll say, Coach Jay, man, I really feel like you get me. And if nothing else, listen, I got degrees up the yang. I, I, I can spout out with all my degrees. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Can, can you relate to somebody? Sometimes that's all people need is, can you really, do I feel heard in your presence? Do I feel valued and validated in your presence? Sometimes that's that's just enough to jump, start the necessary healing that they need.
0: I, I love that. And I really love how you differentiated between pain and suffering and, uh, it reminded me of Jane McGonigal, uh, her book, Super Better. And it, there's a, a line again, I'm not going to say it exactly <laughs> right, but uh, she said, I was still in pain, but I was no longer suffering. And uh, that's, I think that's a worthy goal for us, right? Absolutely. get to that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we got to be careful. I, I know we're ending, but we got to be careful because I always say, Sally, we narrate, and then we ruminate, and then we marinate. Yeah. So we we narrate some negative self-dialogue, and then after a while, we just ruminate on that. Mm -hmm. Then after we ruminate on a while, then we start getting comfortable, complacent, and we marinate in that thing. Once we marinate, we're changing the neural pathways in our mind, and that's gonna take so much longer to heal and undo. Mm -hmm. So that's what I wanna do is stop the narration and its tracks before it gets to anything else
0: interrupted at that point and then you can change everything yes yes fabulous fabulous insight so how can people get in touch with you
1: uh easy website mrjrelationshipcoach.com simple as that but um i i I say that you know listen even if people um uh never want to talk to me for whatever reason wonderful please just come and look at the many free resources that I have on my website. I have articles, I have a YouTube channel where every single day I upload a tip or a technique on trauma or dating or whatever. I call them my, I call them my daily doses of vitamin J. So even if you don't come to my website, one more time, shameless plug, mrjrelationshipcoach.com, if nothing else, just take advantage of my many free resources.
0: I love that. So everybody, make sure you check the show notes. That will be there with a link to get to the website and absolutely take advantage of all of those fabulous free resources that are being offered.
1: Thank you, Sally. Again, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcasts.